0: Welcome to For The Lover Beer Podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend, Mark Cardi johnson Hello, good evening, Salam aleikum, and swastai. Peace be upon you. Peace be upon you too. So for those of you new to the show, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries in accordance with our beer bucket list, which we're now a good few years into and about 80 or so beers down. Motoring on through at the motoring moment, through, particularly so at the moment, thanks to some fantastic friends of the show, yeah, and other people who are, don't like the show, <laughs> but still, but still helped us out. it helped us out anyway, yeah. On. So, uh, we've got today something we haven't done actually this for a while. We sort of did this early on when we started. We're actually doing two beers at once, and they're both bucket list beers, they are, yeah. So, we two. We did not expect this to happen, we didn't. So the, the, the pair of them have kind of emerged out of nowhere. As often happens, it goes quiet and the leads sort of dry out and it's very hard to find anything. And then boom, before you know it, two, two land on the doorstep. And, and here we go. So we're going to kick off with our first beer of the episode, um, which is one that we've been after for, for a while and, and thought we were close, um, but never quite managed to managed to work our way around getting it. Um, but this is Angkor from Cambodia. Which um, only established nineteen ninety two. That's quite a young beer. Yes it is. Well there's a story behind that. Oh go on. So the brewery. Um if I am not gonna tell you too much about the brewery. Well basically it's, it was started in the nineteen sixties. Um here we go, right. So nineteen sixties. So it's brewed by a firm called Brew, Cam Brew. Independent. We like that. Mm. Or is it not? No. Oh, okay. It's the largest brewery in Cambodia, situated in Sihanoukville Chinookville, whatever it is. Um, it produces Angkor beer, and it's the most widely consumed beer in the country, and it's acknowledged as Cambodia's national beer. Now, an earlier brewing company known as SKD Brewery was commissioned by the Cambodian government in the 1960s and built by a French contractor with technical assistance from France. Brewery is officially opened by H.R.H. Prince Sianuk in 1965. Brewery building was designed by Cambodian architect Van Molivan during the golden period of New Khmer architecture. Now I'm going to come back to Khmer a little bit later on. Okay. So the main office building follows a distinctive Dongreik architectural design. Blah blah blah. Anyway. (laughs) So, the brewery's operations were disrupted when civil war broke out in the early 1970s. Right. And it closed in 1975. But in 1991, Canbrew Limited, it's a Malaysian company, oh. assumed control of the brewery and after nine months of refurbishment, they recommended production in 1992. So, this is kind of like the second crack at it? Yes. So, Cambria entered into a joint venture with PepsiCo for bottling and distribution of soft drinks in Cambodia. And it is, however, 50% owned by an international brewer. Okay. Yes. Um, And it's technically Malaysian anyway, so it's obviously made in Cambodia, but it's an Asian... Yeah, I mean, it's the Cambodian national beer. Um, Their slogan, isn't it? Was it Our Country, Our Beer? Is that the the slogan for the beer? I read that somewhere. uh, My Country, My Beer. My Country, My Beer. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's 5% beer. Bad news, Ring Pull Top. Ring Pull Top. Um, we don't like them. No. But it's a nice top, I have to say. Angkor with some writing established 1992. Now, straight away, I can see on the bottle something features very prominently, which I'm, think we're, I'm assuming we're going to talk about. Yes. Which is Angkor what? This is the largest religious building in the in world. In the world. Certainly is. And it's also. Um, the only building which features on a country's flag yeah. in the world. And it features on the bottle heavily. It does, Met yes. label so. and main label. Yeah, they're clearly very proud of it. I mean, it um, looks stunning when you see the pictures of it. I mean, it does mm-hmm. look absolutely stunning. Ooh, that's a nice beer. I've just done the first taste. We're chilled, we're ready to go. What do you reckon? Yeah, I like that. It's nice, isn't it? It's. I can see on the back here we've got a couple of gold awards, a couple of Monday selections. Oh, yes. 2019, is that? Yep. and 2018. 20... Yeah, 2018, so it's a good couple of years for the Angkor Brewery. So it's in a good run of form. It is definitely in a good <laughs> run of form, yeah. So we're 5% beer, so strongish, I suppose, isn't it? 330ml brown bottle. That's oh, little silver and ready label with Angkor Watts on it. It feels authentic. What I liked about this, well, I was looking forward to this one because this felt like this felt like a, a proper bucket list beer. In that, it is really, if you were going to pick a beer from Cambodia, it would be this one. That's not like you're not getting a lazy choice or anything like that. They're putting on the authentic Cambodian beer for Cambodian yeah. people. It look, you know, it, it it feels authentic. It's it's a working man's beer or person's beer. Cambodia strikes me as a sort of place where people go on a year travelling and stuff like that. Funny you, you say that. To find themselves. Yeah, funny you say that. Someone I work with did that very thing. To Cambodia? Because she's fairly well travelled. So I did ask her and said, oh, look, don't suppose you've been to Cambodia by any chance. And she said yes. Right. Um, so I just asked I asked for general opinions on what Cambodia was like. Um, and I, I, I've written it down on a post-it note here. So, nice people... Lots of caramelised food. Uh lots of karaoke. <laughs> um no Mackeys. Uh well I was gonna come back to that. They do have a Burger King. Apparently Burger King, but no Mackeys. <laughs> yeah, I knew about that. Um and uh and and very wide wide gap between rich and poor. So you've got like bits that are beautiful and other bits that are just absolute shit all where like no one's got a pot to piss in. Okay. Hey, that uh, do you know where that saying comes from? The pot to piss in. Yeah, I feel like I've read it somewhere in the last week, and now I can't remember where I have read it. It was pe- it was people that it, 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 the whole thing was piss. The phrase "piss poor" <laughs> came from um, people that would have to sell that were basically selling their piss, um, and then not having a pot to piss in. Were people that were so poor that they couldn't even sell their own piss. Why would you sell your own piss? I don't. It was. It. I. I'm pretty, I, I'm sure that's where it comes from. So to be piss poor basically means you you would be. Um, so your piss you isn't even selling worth selling your piss. Well, it's not so much your piss isn't worth selling. It's the fact that you can't even sell your piss because you got you have no pot to piss in. Ah, I'm with you. Okay. Wow. Which is like a yoldy. E oldy thing. Mm. Again, I don't know what the that piss is used for. I I I ah, don't know much, what you'd use it what's for. What's the going rate for a pot of piss back in them days? It's a very odd concept, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, we're off we're off topic there. that's nothing yeah, to do with Cambodia. Um but yeah, she said it was lovely. She had a great time. Let me um, guess what she did while she was out there. She taught English. No. Oh, okay. No. What did she do? Just hop between the different. Yeah, they do. That's what they did do, don't they? Do Asia, you do like Cambodia, yeah, you do yeah. like Thailand and Vietnam and all that. That's what young people seem to do, isn't it? You go out there and find themselves play a few acoustic guitars and teach some English that people don't really want teaching. You know. mm. um, but I have no real interest in going. But apparently, it's a really beautiful place. Angkor cool, Wat looks absolutely stunning. It does. Um, what, is it a temple or something? I, didn't I really think it's a temple, temple, it's like a complex I don't know if it's one temple or it's a complex with a series of temples Right, okay So it's like, was, like was, a supermarket a, version of a temple then isn't it? Like it, a it's, it's kind of like their version I guess like a, a Buddhist, it's Buddhist It's Buddhist isn't it? Um, I think it's Buddhist I'm not sure on that one Ma- Might have called Mass Event if it isn't but I'm pretty sure it's Buddhist temple so it's like the it's like the Buddhist equivalent of Vatican City. Okay. I would I would I would see, it's it's a scale and Yeah, it's, it's a lot it's, it's bigger. bigger but it's bigger. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently there's this whole thing around like the water around it, and that the the, um, the they have like a canal system. So the, the, it's nicknamed like the hydraulic city, like Angkor is because of this canal system it was uh-huh. all used for, for like um, for um, Moving materials and things like that, and um, but the actual waters around it come from some lake. Some I can't remember the name of the lake, you might have it on your notes. Uh, No, but it's supposed to apparently, it was you know, um, emperors or kings or whatever would be blessed with this water, and supposedly it still has you know, healing powers and whatever else which Cause I got excited does. and thought what if they use that water in the beer how amazing would that be but the beer's not actually made in Angkor is it no it's not it's made in, in Su- Sunuk or Suinuk or something like that which is a shitter because you can imagine if it was made in Angkor with that using that oh, like blessed that? water yeah healing. this would be this would be an instant 10 <laughs> <laughs> Sianukville in Cambodia is made so there we go and so speaking of religion in Cambodia mm. Did you know that weddings there go on for three days? Three average. days. A three day wedding. Could you imagine that? Think they actually sort of go to bed or do they just sort of carry on partying? How, oh, you, just, how do you think a three day wedding looks? And would you have more than one so if you think about how our weddings work, you sort of have the, the preamble, your ceremony, your sit down meal, yeah, and then your sort of your more sort of loose kind of party sort of later on. I mean, so, it is over pretty quickly, isn't it? Really, it is so. Maybe I would think of it if it's a three day event, then day one, ceremony, day two, be some sort of like banquet type meal type thing, and then day three would just be like all bets are off, just to complete, like you know, Rambo, like tie around the tie around the um, wrap round no the forehead, piss up, yeah, Stay all the anchor you can drink, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's. That's kind of how I'd picture it, but I'm assuming there's cultural things and whatever, and, and certain ceremonies and things that have to be done, and religious so type stuff. I'd do assume. you know what I do? I'd probably have the ceremony on day two, so I'd have like a pre party on day one. Wedding Eve, kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, quite literally, a stag I suppose. Mm. Um, what a stag do over here would traditionally have been the night before, you know, Yeah. until it turned into what it is now. Um, I would probably go. Go back to that, you know, have a massive piss up the day before, spend the ceremony day with a massive hangover, mm. and then wake up on day three, probably still hungover from day one, but you know, you sort of get in there a little bit, get a fry up, down you, and then have the um, the after party. Then I'd still rather do ceremony day one, I think, because that bit's out of the way with them. Mm. The partying would be more fun than the ceremony, though, wouldn't it? That's what I mean, that's why you save the best till last. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably break it up personally. I'd have day two is this, you know, the boring stuff. The mm. cake. That's not boring. No. Um But I mean, if I was getting married over there, I'd definitely have a cake in the shape of ankle what. Yes. You'd have to do that. Yes. Quite obviously. Um But yeah, that's how I'd break it up. I mean you could have all the people there you wanted to and well, I wonder whether the they're sort of referring to it... I suppose when you think about it, we have a stand-do on a separate day. Yeah. That is, is effectively part of the wedding, isn't it? Is that what they're referring to as a three-day wedding? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I think it would lean more towards cultural ceremonies and different phases, whereas for us it's, it's like you, know, you have your, you have your service, whether it's church or whatever... It's very kind of short, sweet, pretty formal and then half an hour kiss the bride, bish bash bosh and you're on. Whereas obviously in other cultures there are a lot more steps and things and and protocols and things you've got to go through. Yeah. Ours is pretty streamlined. It's it's efficient. It is. We've come to that sort of conclusion after thousands of years haven't we? Yeah. It doesn't need to be drawn out really. No. Um, But Opposite to that, so we we've got a three day wedding. Now, how long do you reckon a funeral lasts for in Cambodia? See, I know the answer to this, <laughs> um, but you tell the listener. Forty nine days. Now that can't be every funeral. You can't get be every done. funeral because you wouldn't get anything done. And they say as well, it costs the average funeral costs like about nine grand. Yeah, nine thousand US dollars. And it's all sort of chipped in for by the family. Which in Cambodian money is going to be shitloads. Of course it is. Surely, absolutely shitloads. Yeah. But again, is that all that cost because of things, (coughs) ceremonial things you have to do around the funeral and all that kind of stuff? Because again, 49 days, that's got to be someone uh, either well-off or prominent. Well, they've said that that's the average was well, that just like the mourning period so you know like when the queen died here we had to do nothing basically for about three weeks didn't we because all the telly was all really somber and... I think we had about ten days didn't we really Ten was. days to two weeks right. it felt like nothing else it was just wall to wall Queen and nothing and nothing else. Really sad music everywhere and black no armbands. Yeah, bands, no, one no could, football. No one could enjoy anything. Yeah, I wonder if that's what they're trying to get at. But I mean, forty nine days is quite a long lead time between. But I mean, death she was Spain. ten days for the most. Pretty much, the, she was the most famous person on earth at the time. Mm. Whereas some, black, ten like, days is pretty quick. To be fair, the Cambodian Mark Hardy Johnson carks it forty nine days. Do You reckon that's forty-nine days between death and burial? Or is that forty-nine days, ten days for the burial, and then the other thirty-nine is mourning after it? You know, is is that part of it? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't. I know. just don't understand how that w- how how you could drag out all of that time, unless, like you say, there's kind of like a mourning period where a load of days are just kind of like just general mourning period where there's certain things you wouldn't probably do within that time span. Like for those 49 days, um, uh, I don't know, you wouldn't, um, I don't know, you wouldn't drink alcohol, or, uh, Well you'd only drink lager, with no champagne. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe this Google is just simplifying this, by saying it's 49 days, maybe that's, you know the start of the end to everything being sorted out estate being sorted you maybe. know maybe that's a fa- yeah maybe but it's fast you know i don't know it's it's something that just doesn't seem to add up for me with that 49 days is ludicrous there must be certain things like i don't know kind of a wank for 49 days because of your morning period yeah i mean i don't know it's something just a bit odd isn't it yeah um but then going back um to weddings. Mm. Now, geckos. Have you ever met a gecko? Found seeing one on a holiday, you know, Spain or something? Uh, I've never seen one in the flesh, but I know of them, and I, apparently they have some kind of mystical power. They certainly do in Cambodia. So, if a toki gecko is in the same room and it chirps seven or more times, it means that the whoever the people are with, uh, that are with it, they're going to get married. Yeah. Apparently they're like psychic geckos. Whereas if it doesn't, or it just gives like a couple, it just says, it's basically the gecko saying, I'll give it a year. Yeah, you may as well just spin it off now and <laughs> just go and find someone else, I suppose. And would you? they have to be consecutive straight one after the other, or is there a certain time period? Um, Google didn't tell me that information, mm-hmm. so I'm not entirely sure. Um, so I I don't really know. Um what is it? A Toki gecko. Just I keep talking amongst yourselves. I'm just gonna Google the um sound for it. So this is what a, a Toki gecko sounds like if my phone will load. Which it clearly is not going to. So my internet's not very happy to out It's poor, this is. It is very poor, isn't it? Better on four G. Well, that wasn't working either, (laughs) earlier on. It's a very pretty-looking gecko, talking, calling. Um, Yeah, so I mean... Well, unfortunately, we don't have that sound effect for you. Yeah, so I mean, equal to that are the lack of any um, anti-gay laws in Cambodia. So it's quite a progressive, forward-thinking country, and it always appears to have been um, Which is good, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, a gecko might be really happy, but they have a lot of issues with sexual health. Do they? Indeed. Mm, in what way? HIV, STIs, and things Do like they? that. Yeah. All oh, right. What's brought, brought that, that around. around? Well, I'm not going to say gayness because it's obviously more than just that. But obviously, it's things like sexual. health I, I'm assuming that's the thing. That's poverty plays a part in that. I suppose. Okay. So, healthcare. And that, and that and that kind of thing but the gap between rich and poor, I assume, feeds into that. What well, is one of the most LGBTQ plus places in Asia? It's very progressive. Fair play. Fair play to that. Yes. Fair play to the Cambodians. I really still can't get this noise to load, so I'm going to have to give up. What are your thoughts on the beer, by the way? Because we're about we're, we're getting we I'm I'm rattling through this pretty quick because I'm I'm quite enjoying it. I I quite like it. It's getting a bit of a stronger taste as I'm going through it, though. I mean, this to me, if we think about beers around that region that we've drank, so we're talking about Cambodia, so we're talking, not necessarily just bucket list, I'm thinking Saigon, that was extracurricular. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Mongolia, Chinggis. We loved Chinggis, didn't we? We did like Chinggis. Um, you've got. Well, I prefer this to Chinggis. That's a big call to me I, Chinggis was a long time ago. I can't remember it. I well the prefer this to Chinggis. The Chinggis was 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 decent, but I think okay. this is better. Yeah. Tiger, but Tiger's hard to. It's hard to compare this with Tiger because Tiger's like now such a generic kind of can brood like. Yeah. Like we like what we drank. You don't. You can't. That's that can't. Be, you know. Is it the definitive article? Because it's obviously not. Our version of it isn't brewed in um, Singapore like the. Like yeah, the one. that is true. And as I said, though, this is fifty percent owned by an international brewer, and I'm not going to tell you which one until after you've. Yeah. Given your rating, because I feel like when I tell you, it might affect the score. But at least it's brewed in Cambodia. It this is. has come. This has come from Cambodia. It doesn't. It doesn't get brewed anywhere else. And it's not brewed to this brewers recipe it's pretty i'm pretty sure it's the genuine article yeah from um, from what it should be in cambodia yeah so, it's just obviously a second attempt because of obviously what happened first time now. yeah um so speaking of which over half of the population in cambodia is under 15 years old and that is because of the genocide of 3 million people under the Khmer rouge Khmer rouge rule in seventy five seventy nine 79 mm, Under wankers 15. absolute wankers so over half the population in Cambodia can't even drink this it what was the other country we, for d- it. we had a bucket list country not long ago that had a ridiculously young average age I can't remember which one it was but it can't have been as young as that no not as young as that it's mad that is crazy mm. partly might explain why it's a more progressive country I suppose so it's if it skews younger, yeah. it's gonna be less less um kind of uh sorry chained yeah <laughs> change to certain <laughs> traditions. Yeah, you're right there, yeah. Spot on. I think this is I think this is decent. I I'm enjoying it's, this. It's decent. It's a good, you know, again, a picture a picture sort of the, you know, sort of sweaty, humid weather, you finish a day's work you can sit in a bar and drink one of these. Brilliant. Don't cost a lot. You're out there travelling. Yeah. I'd imagine you drink quite a lot of these. It's yeah. It's probably not going to cost you a great deal, is no. it? No. I wouldn't have thought. And it feels like the sort of beer that has... The, the, it's kind of... Every time you drink it, will be the same. Yeah. Like, you know what you're going to get, and it does the job every time. Thirst quenching. It does its job. Decent percentage. Um, yeah, I totally agree. 100%. It, it, it ticks a lot. It ticks a lot of boxes for things that I like in these sorts of beers. I totally agree. Have you got any more facts about Cambodia for us? I don't think I did. The big thing that struck to me was the fact that there were no McDonald's. had decided not to bother with Cambodia, but Burger King did. I wonder why. Because I thought when I, when I first saw there's no McDonald's, I was thought, well, that must be for whatever reasons they don't want McDonald's there. But then if there's Burger King. Clearly McDonald's just thought not worth the hassle years ago and just haven't bothered since. Like um, the ones in Iceland. Yeah. Where they sort of got pushed out by the local yeah fast food places. Yeah, It makes you like wonder it. are there burgers out there are totally I mean not that McDonald's burgers are great anyway but that is a a toque ghetto. It sounds like a like a hammer. Kids pretend to be a machine gun. Uh how mad is that? We got there in the end, listen. Can you imagine how Is that one or is that six? That's gotta be one per. But imagine if you sat there Sounds and you're good. and you and you're with the partner there. And your head over heels in love with them and you know, you've know you gone to visit, say, the in-laws for the first time yeah, and they bring out, mother-in-law brings out the gecko, you're thinking, oh, shit. Imagine how nervous you'd be while the gecko just sort of prowls around and you're waiting for it to make a noise. And it makes six. it makes six. Doesn't, you don't get the seventh. And then you look and your partner looks at you just with that, just absolute disappointment. And, but a in her eye. and a tear in her eye. A tear yeah. in her eye. You realize that, you know having a fifteen inch penis just isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Ambassador. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. That was quite. And the reason sad. why I say that but but again, it's not a knock against the beer. This is a working class, you know, type of beer in the same way that like um uh Banjul was, from Gambia. Yeah, that's true. Classic example of the kind of beer that we enjoy drinking, but you wouldn't give to the upper class. It's not for them; it's for us. I've only just noticed it's got Angkor embossed into the bottle. Nice on the side, so- on the yeah. top of the neck. It's a nice top. top of the neck, sorry. So um, no ambassador, no ambassador, but great barbecue beer. Because you can set your watch to so. this. Yeah. It's just really solid. Probably good for a session. I mean, you could probably only do five percent. It's a five percent's absolutely fine for a session beer. It, it's. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Good barbecue beer. It's a good talking point. It's a good talking point. The lights come round. It's exotic without being, you know, too. Uh, it's not trying to show off, is it? Exactly. Exactly that. It doesn't feel like a show off beer. But it's exotic enough to pique the interest without and that's what you want for yeah, your visitors without they? you looking like you've tried too hard. yeah, yeah, I like that. It's a good show um, yeah, I'm good with that. Imagine turning up to a barbecue and all there is is craft beer. Oh God, could you imagine could you imagine a brew dog? Yeah, just brew dog oh. or like craft beer type stuff. One of my colleagues was talking about this. He was really excited last week because he's got his brew dog advent calendar ready to open today. I've just looked at him, he, it's the sort of sort of thing that I underestimated. I thought he was a nice guy. <laughs> and he and he said to me he loves his brew dog, he's got all these other other brew dog beers set up and I think it's pretty much all he drinks. Only I didn't know this until last week. Yeah. Why? Brewdog, why? I thought you were a friend. I did, yeah. I I do want to try the slide in that one in London, though, I must admit. I wouldn't want to drink anything in there. Oh, I wouldn't have a principle. Yeah, the guy's a Bellenders. He's you? just a triad bellend. <laughs> yeah. And for all the of... stuff, just like shit. Yeah, exactly. All the stuff, all like the things that they do, we're like, oh, we're making this beer to support whatever... It's all absolute horseshit. There's just see straight I see straight through him. Yeah. He's he maintains w- that all the stuff that his staff put out is utter bollocks. No, but it's, it's clearly no, not, it's not. He? There's no smoke without fire. No, there isn't. I totally agree. Um Yeah, for that reason I shall never be buying any. For that reason, I'm out. That's I my Duncan Ballatine impression. <laughs> Very impressed. Shall we rate it? Yeah. I mean I I yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I okay. think I know what you're gonna give for this. Do you? And I think I'm gonna go one lower than it. Oh yeah. I am, yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I know where we're going with it. Well, okay. Well don't okay. don't assume. Right right, ready. Fingers. Yeah. Three, two, one. And I we've see. Gone bang on. Both gone for an eight. I thought you were going nine. No, it wasn't quite a nine for me. Um but but nine puts it in, sort of elevates it to Heady company of only two or three, maybe four beers within the list, yeah, very true. and it's not quite at that level. But it's, for me, it's a top ten, top ten on the list, for me. Um, I'd happily drink it again. Which brewery do you think owns fifty percent of it? If you've not already seen it on my list, I haven't seen it on your list because um, you've got like a doctor's handwriting. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say InBev. I know it's worse than that. It's Carlsberg. Is it? Yeah. Oh. See that would have affected the story, wouldn't it? Carlsberg's piss, isn't it? Really? Well, it, yeah, but it is. But then they there's certain beers off the back of Carlsberg that aren't too bad. Mind you, Budweiser is as well, isn't it? So you know, there's one, one for them there, I suppose. Carlsberg makes sense though. Do you know why? Where have you seen that lid before? Yeah. Good point. Tuborg. Yeah. And that's a Carlsberg beer, isn't it? it? Is. You don't see that about anymore, do you? It was kind of a cheap one of those sort of cheap like four packs, wouldn't Lager you'd get, wouldn't it? Yeah, you don't cheap see it anymore. Or, no. Well, it's not great lots. It's of not very shit. it's not very good. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Mm. What a start to the episode. And the best thing is, there is more to come as we move on to our second beer. Normally this is where like I would have the ring pull thing and we'd transition, but I think we'll just so We'll just crack let's off. Let's just go straight in. Let's just go straight in. Half cocked. So, moving on, we have another bucket list beer, but it's not a beer. But well, it, it is... is a beer. Or is it? Well, it is a beer. It's not a soft drink. No, but it's not beer either. It's a non-alcoholic malt beverage. Oh. Now, that worries me. Oh, this isn't going to be like super malt, is it? Oh, I really hope that it's was not. fucking disgusting. It was. Um I really hope it's not. We head in, we're heading to Saudi Arabia. I'm hoping it's going to be like Barbican. Now, Barbican from UAE yeah. was not great, but it wasn't horrendous. It a, was beer tasty. As a non-alcoholic beer, it was all right. Yeah, It was all right. I can't remember what we graded it. I, think I think can't it f- remember I think it was a five or something like that. I can't remember the five. grading process either, because this is... Yeah. That and this are unique. So this, anyway, we're heading... Um, to Saudi Arabia, Salam alaikum to you. Musi classic. Now this is interesting. This is one along with uh, what was the Pakistan beer that we had? Murray. That and this were two that I thought we would never get. I had faith in this one, Pakistan. I thought never going to happen. Mm. But I thought this one was doable because of how quickly we got Barbican. Yeah. So similarly, similarly, rather to Angkor. This has come from a friend of the show Matt, who at the moment is about four beers ahead of us. but He's steaming through. Yeah. But you've reminded me about ten minutes ago by mentioning Jewel Brew. Yeah. He's never going to get that. Cause it doesn't exist anymore. So he can go steaming ahead all he wants. <laughs> when we get to the magic 100, he's still going to be on 99. Unless, unless, <laughs> unless he sort of finds the last bottle of like Jerdelan yeah. in Azerbaijan <laughs> and basically has it for himself. Yeah, we're still not sure about that one, are we? I mean if a scenario like ever happened where we were like one to go yeah, and he, and it was like some sort of maybe we should t- maybe there should be some sort of ceremonial thing where we go to him or whatever should we go and meet up and with him go. I think we should do that because he's, he's yeah. provided more beers for us than almost anyone else yeah and we've done likewise you know, it's mean, been a mutual thing yeah return it, the yeah. favour but um, yeah that would be anyway I think we should do a meet up so when we get to the hundredth beer the holy grail all being well it'll be the same beer we're doing together yeah. Let's go and meet up, hopefully. Matt, if you're listening to this, hopefully, I'm sure you will be. We shall meet up and make it happen. Now, this beer, so if you call it a beer, we'll find out when we taste it. Stubby bottle. Um, you've got Moosey Classic on a neck label. Oh, hang on. It's a twisty lid. It's a screw top. Oh, so I've used the bottle over for no reason. Uh-oh. I'm having a sniff. It smells like tuna. It does... <coughs> It really does. It does, doesn't it? It really does. In now, sunflower oil. before we start, maybe slagging this off because I feel something bad's coming. Oh, why didn't we do this first? What I will say, what I will say, is straight away one mark awarded for presentation because what I loved about this bottle was um, I had a twisty lid, but around that twisty lid was like authentic sort of Saudi Arabian headdress. Was it called a kefir? That was it called. Yeah, yeah. Kefir or something like that. Yeah. So you had like the whole sort of white, um, white sort of you know towel like with a with a a black um, sort of strapping around it. Yeah. Brilliant, lovely touch. You do realise that wasn't intentional, was it not? No. Oh, why is it? Um, the guy that posted it to Matt put it on to keep the lids on the top of it. Oh! Were you waiting until... No, I thought you knew. No, I didn't. I thought that's how they did it. I thought that's an amazing touch. It looked genuine, didn't it? It really did. It looked legit. It's just tissue with electrical tape around it. Oh, my God. I didn't even touch it. I didn't even, like, scrutinise it enough because you, you took it off. <laughs> oh. I was proper, like, really... Well, I'll take that mark away then. <laughs> I thought that was genuine. Oh, I feel. Oh no, I feel he, deceived. I could even be even being. I'm minus also really, I'm oh, really dear. off on the wrong foot with this. Oh dear God! Okay. Might well, it's what's it? 330ml. It is. Yeah, A little stubby bottle. VB sort of shape. It's very it? much a VB shape. <laughs> nice little pattern around the neck, actually. Little sort of diamondy shapes with M. The logo M moosey shapes. You're going in for your first. Uh, quite a long sip, actually. Risky. Okay. Um, <laughs> lot to unpack here. It does definitely smell of tuna in sunflower oil. The taste, it starts off and it doesn't taste like a beer. But then by the end, it does taste a bit like a beer. But you go on a strange journey. Like it starts off like it's a malt drink. And then it kind of tastes a bit beer-like at the back end. But it's not like... Barbican was just like... An, like tasted like an... Owl. Pardon me. Gasset. Like a normal beer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah well, like a... You know, like a... Bud Zero. Or whatever. This doesn't. This is... This is borderline soft drink. I mean, it's not horrendous, is it? I mean, proven by the fact I've had three sips of it now, and I'm not being sick yet. It's not undrinkable... It's just, it's it's confusing my palate, and I have a very and I when it comes to both of us really, we're not very good at describing the actual taste of the beer a lot of the time. We don't have sophisticated palates. I don't know what to say. And I about don't that. know. And I, I'm struggling to. I can't liken it to anything else. So the, the super malt didn't we, which was undrinkable. That was undrinkable. That was. This is not. It's somewhere between that. I mean, it's not on that level. For the flavour but it's somewhere between that and Barbican I can't get my head around the smell I don't understand why it smells like John West tuna and sunflower oil 100% that is tuna nailed on I don't understand where does that fishy smell come from I don't don't know I, I just ingredients water barley malt barley malt Barely, it says on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carbon dioxide, sugar, hot, antioxidant. Asorbic acid, E300. Mm. Whatever that is. No mention of tuna. Mmm, okay. That's messing with my brain. Mm. Now, Saudi Arabia. It's the worst smelling beer I've ever had. Oh, absolutely. But not the worst tasting. Absolutely. So, alcohol consumption in Saudi Arabia is absolutely prohibited, completely banned. Therefore, this is why we have a non-alcoholic malt beverage. It's not a beer, it's a malt beverage. Um, Consumption, import, brewing, and selling is completely banned. Now, I went Googling Saudi Arabia. It's got really quite an interesting, well, it's quite an interesting country, not a very nice way. Now, um, right, so two-thirds, I'm, I'm going to go for the easy stuff first. Cool. Two-thirds of the population is under 35, so I thought that was quite interesting until I then did my research on Cambodia and, and found right, out the 15-year-old the thing. Yeah. yeah, so that sort of paled into insign- insignificance, really. But, so then I continued. So, Riyadh, the camel market... Sells approximately a hundred camels per day, mostly destined for slaughter. I thought they'd What's sell more than that. It's the biggest camel market in Saudi Arabia apparently. So they eat camel. Um I assume so, yeah. I wonder what that tastes like. Um it said it's something to do with leather as well, so I don't know if they Oh slaughtered for um for leather, right, okay. That makes more sense. I bet they probably eat it as well, don't they? I don't know. Me neither. We'll see if we can get some. I've seen camel for sale on Borough Market in London. Definitely seen camel, camel. meat? Yeah. Camel burgers to be precise. Camel burgers. Definitely seen camel there. I think we should When we meet a... Matt, yeah. we'll meet in London, halfway between the two, we'll go for a camel burger. Yeah. In Borough Market. I wonder what cut of meat that is. The toe. <laughs> 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 set you up for that. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, so Saudi Arabia is also home to the King's Cup Camel Race. 2,000 yeah. participants, round a 19-kilometre track. So, the their version go, of Grand National. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine camels go very fast. 19-kilometres is going to take a I while. I don't think I've sure. ever seen a camel at full sprint. Not to say that it hasn't happened. I you only don't. ever see them sort of... They're always plodding, bloody. aren't they? Because it's always yeah. like thick sand and they're, they're just sort of... And it's too, too hot for them. Yeah. Maybe. They're always slow and there's always someone on top who's just exhausted and sweating and whatever. Yeah, incidentally Saudi Arabia is home to the world's largest desert. Mm -hmm. Also the world's largest airport, would you believe? I can believe that. Why, Why does Saudi need the world's largest airport? I'm assuming it's because of its location, it's actually a pretty decent hub to get to a lot of other places. So connecting flights. Maybe. Especially Asia. Um, they're currently building the world's biggest building, which is going to be 200 metres higher than the Burj al Arab. 200 metres higher than the world's biggest building. So, the world's biggest building at the moment is what? the I thought it was the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, that. Oh, right. Burj it is. Khalifa. Yeah, the one that Tom Cruise has. That's was... my word. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Whichever it is, yeah. Um, 200 metres higher than that. They're just spend, wow. they're just spending the all money while they can. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, getting on to um to more um touchy subjects. So every adult woman in Saudi Arabia has to have a close male relative as her guardian. So as a result, the Human Rights Watch has described the position of Saudi women as no different to them being a minor with little authority over their own lives. Guardian is entitled to make a number of critical decisions on a woman's behalf. These include giving approval for her to hold some type of business license, study at a university or college, and to work if the type of business is not deemed appropriate for women. Even where a Guardian's approval is not legally required, some officials will still ask for it. Um, however, the g- sounded guardianship system was abolished in 2019 August allowing women to travel and own businesses without need of a guardian's approval. So women could seek their own passports as of August 2019. It's a bit backwards, isn't it? It's a pretty low bar, isn't it? It's it approach progress. I mean, it's quite topical though, isn't it? Because if we're, we're recording this amidst the backdrop of the World Cup being in Qatar. We are, and Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Yeah. But it's mostly the, they are different countries, Qatar and Saudi Arabia. But there's still debates around human rights, mm. rights for women. You know the, the whole anti-sort of um, gay. It's it's a it's one of those where at, at one point uh, I, I think there's been a lot of stuff around. You know. Should you watch the World Cup or should you enjoy it in the same way? And I think generally the tournament's been a bit, a bit shit so far. Anyway, A lot of nil nils? Not many good games. The World Cup, isn't it? The nil nils. Yeah, I've I've not watched all the games. I've sort of dipped in and out and watched bits and pieces. And not really been that. I think the two really good games were the, the other day that I, w- I was at work and missed them. Um, well, there was quite a few goals in them, but I just I. It's kind of, it's shining a light on that part of the world, and there's a big debate at the moment between obviously like wanting to highlight all the flaws within within the culture, and at the same time people saying, well, if those are the laws, you've got to respect them, etc. And it doesn't make it right, though. It, does it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. But at the same time, the other debate is is that what what is right in that it's all well and good us having all the things that we believe in and equality and all of that, but there's no divine right to impose that on anyone else. True. But but on the other hand, if you're a country that isn't willing to embrace all of those things and doesn't want to, and that is their choice for religious reasons or whatever else, how the fuck can you end up with a World Cup? <laughs> It is a basically a global world, it... a global event where you're inviting the whole world yeah and essentially you're saying it's a global event but it's not for you and it's not for you and it's not for you and you're not allowed to wear a rainbow armband and you can't wear yeah exactly you can't you can't you can come here but you can't be yourself you can't uh you know you, you can't wear this and you can't say that or do yeah, I just I I can't I can't uh, I can't get my head around the 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 whole the whole thing in that in that it, more should have been done to punish the people responsible for making that decision. And it should have been done ten years ago when the and games it, were awarded. Yes, and it should have been and it, it should have been straight away yeah, there and then. Absolutely. It should have been investigated, stopped, and changed. it, As never it should, should have, have been also for Russia four years. ago. Yes. Those, two of those things because they got that well they got that world cup and as soon as they annexed Crimea they should have been fucking it should have been like nah yeah. deals off yeah haven't it stuff like that wasn't trendy until six months ago when the war started yeah but they were the at because like. we did the whole thing when we did the Ukraine beer yeah and we talked about the annexing of Crimea mm. you know full of a beer ahead of the curve on geopolitics exactly But we were talking about that, wasn't it that like, uh, uh, world's oldest bottle of wine or something that you basically stole and drank? Yes. I forgot about that, but yes, it was. That was Ukraine. Anyway. So one thing for Qatar, it has to be said, is that in regards to its um, equal rights, it's actually um, above Saudi Arabia. In the league table. In the league table. 135 countries in the league table. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is number one hundred and thirty-one. <laughs> Relegation zone. Gen- this is for gender equality. Yeah. It is above Syria, Chad, wherever that is. Pakistan, Chad in Africa. Um. A number one hundred and thirty-five in the list is Yemen. Yemen. I mean, it's a pretty low place to be finding yourself in that list, isn't it? hundred and thirty-one of 135 see if we can get a world cup in Yemen in about ten years time mm. <laughs> still doesn't stop me every time I sniff this it still smells of tuna in fact even stronger yeah it's really disturbing it. doesn't taste like it the more of it I drink the worse it gets to be perfectly honest with you but this you know we used to talk about a beer coming on a journey right now yeah a bit like the Strictly journey I feel like this is this. Both of these beers tonight actually have both had a massive journey to get to us, haven't they? But I just can't enjoy this one. Um, I don't know. It stinks. Doesn't particularly taste great. It's not as bad as the malt beverage that we had. Yeah. What are the grading criteria for non alcoholic beverages, by the way? I haven't a clue. What or in we... terms of our grading criteria. Our grading, yeah, yeah. But well, we no. gave uh, I mean I'd have to think about what we gave um I'm sure I'm sure that when it came to Barbican it was like it was pretty inoffensive and did we sort of consider it, it to be a, f- a beer and grade it on that? It was a four or five that we gave it, um and I'd say when when we get to obviously, there's no point talking about barbecue or ambassador. Although weirdly, maybe the ambassador would have this maybe you would because yeah, you've got to think yeah, you're mixing with dignitaries from all over the world you're going to have the odd the odd shake the odd prince I mean I'd rather have Barbican if I was in his position definitely definitely um, plus you've got the different flavour options with Barbican as well apple, strawberry, True. raspberry lemon, True. peach it's kind of like the ambassador's version of fruit shoots isn't it for the super rich it probably is I mean if I'm honest with you the Presentation of this is better than Barbican. Well, I would have said that before I found out the little kefir hats were. were, uh, Present it with a hat. For fake. And I think we're getting somewhere. But. (laughs) I still can't believe I thought that was real. (laughs) You really fell for that. I really did. But I didn't get to feel it because it was there. I didn't really get to properly investigate it. And you opened it and (laughs) you took it off. I was prepared. And I did wonder why up. you were getting on with that, and I thought, why is it? He... I thought you'd want to savor that. But I uh, <laughs> now I know why you would. You basically weren't asked <coughs> about just taking it off. Anyway. Um. Yeah. But but I mean, you're not getting a, a barbecue. What's the point? Um. Because if you've got people that don't drink, you just give them. If you're giving them a, okay, here's 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 one. We may we might have talked about this with barbecue, but that was at least a year or so ago. If you're um, providing a non-alcoholic beer at your barbecue, what would you provide? You've got to pick one. Now, I genuinely—I thought barbecue was all right. I did. It, it tasted beery. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more non-alcoholic beers around now. There's a lot of choice. No. So Heineken Zero, whatever it's called, it's all right. I've tried it. It's fine. Um, there's a Moretti one now. Is there? Yeah, there's there's loads of non-alcoholic stuff. The Prohibition um, Bud is shit. I've not tried that. It's shit. Um, I will not bother. But if we had all the lads around, right, and we've got a load of Anchor in, yeah. there's a great talking point, I'd quite happily get a load of Barmakin in. Equally, it's a talking point. I no, no one's going to have had it before. It's no. going to be... Something different, people think, Yeah, all right, yeah, we'll give it a go. Whereas this, no. no, no, even with some smoked salmon going on in the barbecue <laughs> to match with the tuna, it's just not going to work, is it? Such a strange smell. Having another sniff, and it still tastes every single time, it's such a no strange difference. smell. Um, yeah, no, I would, I would, yeah, I would definitely, um. I'd, I'd rather give someone a Barbican to try than than this. What but would i, you, still, I still what would you? provide? My 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 the one alcohol non-alcoholic beer I've had that I think tastes good and I would drink again is the Erdinger one. Okay. Erdinger alcohol fry, which is in like a blue label. Yeah. Um, you like your Erdinger, don't you? I do. I, I'm mm-hmm. past the Erdinger. Yeah. But it, it's for me that was actually. That's the sort of thing where if I wanted to have a beer but I couldn't drink for whatever reason, I'd have that. There's no other. There's no other I've ever had that's really interested me, but that one I actually, I actually enjoyed it. I'd actually, I actually thought, you know what, if I was in a pinch and I had to drink a beer but I wasn't allowed to have alcohol for whatever reason, I'd have that. If you were pregnant, if I was pregnant, yeah. Fair enough. So that that's that's yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I am glad about this beer. Go on that we didn't dedicate a whole episode to it. Yeah, that was a debate, and I thought, you know what, we're better just tacking it on as kind of a bit of a, a Brucey bonus. I'm pretty sure we did Barbican during the pandemic via Zoom, you know. We did. I was thinking about this just a second ago. I can that, remember that taking su- a that picture That Supermalt of it. was as well. Was that part of the same episode? And it might have even been part of the same. Apologies, we don't, obviously we don't really keep much of a track of what we no. do. But I'm sure it was a Zoom thing where we'd, because uh, Chingis was around that time as well. I can Chingiz. picture the Barbican bottle. On my pub bench, pictured against the backdrop of the wall. It was a pandemic In beer. my old house. It's got to have been a it pandemic was a beer. Pandemic yeah, beer. It was beer. Um, ooh, I had that one from Manchester. So, yeah, anyway, I digress. So, Moosey. Anyway, so this came from friend of the show, Matt. I think it's from his pilot friend from Norway, mm. who must have obviously flown a plane out to, to Saudi or. Well, to the world's biggest airport in Saudi Arabia, I'm guessing. So thanks to Mr Norway, whatever your name is. Yeah. Thank you, um, yes, thank you very much. And thanks again to to Matt, obviously, for uh, for making that connection for us. He's really annoyed at the moment. There's another friend of the show. I thought was a friend of the show. <laughs> he probably doesn't listen anymore anyway, so I may as well, I'll say. He's had two beers recently. That we've we really had. need. One Egypt, and the other was Nepal ice. Matt yeah. needs that as well, but he's not sent any across. And from what I can remember, I don't ever remember him sen- sending any across to us. So fuck him. He's not getting any more out of us. <laughs> There's no way he's getting any more beer out of me. I tell you now. <laughs> we will get Egypt. We will get that one. I know we, we've we've had we've had a couple of near on that. We'll we'll we will get it. We'll get there. We've had a nice little flurry. Of of getting a few we've had a bit of a lean spell we've had a little flurry now we've got some to redo as well in the. Fridge. we've got a couple to redo um yeah which we need to we need to uh i, I, I mean it'd be good if we could try and get another one in before christmas yeah um, it'd be a busy time Because yeah, yeah we're gonna i'm gonna need to i'm gonna need to sort of take a, a break from the from the pod for a bit yeah. with life events and stuff that i've got to, gotta to crack on with um and then we'll we'll uh we'll have to kind of Regroup again, I think in in the new at some point in the new year. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, just what in summary on this beer? Sh- I mean, should we just should we rate it? I mean, I'd, I I don't. I mean, Are we gonna rate it? So let's say we were assuming it was alcoholic. Let's ignore the fact it non-alcoholic. it's non-alcoholic. Rate a, it as though it's a we, beer. We just rate it out of ten as though it were a beer. Right. Okay. Go on. Then. Um. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, you've given it one, (laughs) I've given it two. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, is it the worst thing we've drank during the pod? Let me put it into this perspective. What did we give from Mythos? That was a two, wasn't it? Right, I could drink a full bottle of that. We've not even drunk half a bottle of this each yet. There's your example. Snow was very low. From China. It was, but it, that wasn't undrinkable. I mean, it didn't taste of anything, but it wasn't undrinkable. I suppose I'd rather drink snow than this, because at least with snow, it doesn't taste of anything. But then that's not that. Whereas at least, it, yeah, I'd rather taste of nothing than taste of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that fair. was the most tasteless drink I've ever had in my life. Didn't even taste of water. Even water tastes of water. Yeah. Snow didn't, didn't, didn't taste, taste of, that, didn't a, it? A, it of nothing wonder what was in that to make it. I've no idea. Devoid of all taste. It was. It was the. It was the. The, the test daily of, uh, mm. of beers. Just nothing there. Absolutely <laughs> nothing there. Devoid of any any kind of personality or character. So what we're we doing about this? One or two? Or one point five? Be 1.5 beer. Let's go it? one and a half. All right, let's go one and a half. That's what we'd usually do yeah. 1.5 smells of fish. Yeah, in fact, you know what? Let's give it one for the smell. You deserve to lose a point for that, to be honest. Let's take you. half, but let's, let's just keep it at one. I think that's fair, to be perfectly honest with you. I just think I just because smell is, is part of it, isn't it? It is all part, it's a sense. It's much never been so much of a consideration for a beer before. How does it? the beer look? It's the the sa- it's the sound of the t when you open it. Again, that was a bit of a you know wet fart of a sound, and uh, and the smell. It's not all in the taste. So for Anchor, I couldn't stop drinking it. For this, I can't stop sniffing it. <laughs> not in a good way. No. Morbid curiosity. Yeah, I just can't stop. Right. Where can people find us on the socials? At FTLOB pod, please. Um, Twitter and Instagram. I can't be out of Facebook anymore. Yeah, don't bother trying to get a hold of us on Facebook because we're, we're kind of just giving up on it, really. Or um, well you can email us because I I, um, I managed to get the emails working again. Yeah, uh, it's. Um, ah, I've forgotten it. For. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've forgotten it. Yeah, it's far. Uh, fuck Instagram. it. But just, just, yeah, get hold of us on on the yeah, we'll social on media. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Well, um, I say we're gonna try. I'm gonna try and endeavour to get one more in before the end of this year. Um, circumstances dictate be- that may not be possible, but gonna, we're gonna try because we have two more beers that we want to get done um, before before we sort of have to take a, a little break or I have to take a little break. Um, so. Uh, Wherever you are, I hope you're safe and well. Thanks again for listening and we'll be back soon. Bye. All I do is drink beer before breakfast.